Welcome to Your Path to Real Wealth, where we explore how to cultivate real wealth, which is so much more than money. It's the sum quality of our values, relationships, health, sense of purpose, time, charitable giving, legacy, and more. Your path to real wealth begins now. Welcome back. Now, we've met two of the show's hosts. This time, we have the opportunity to meet the third partner of Blue Barn Wealth, and that is Hiram Smith. I'm Patrice Sikora. Hiram, let's start with the same initial question that I asked your colleagues, Jeff Brimhall and Benjamin Cummings. What brought you to financial services? Well, it's, it's a great question. If you, if you look back, it's probably a 15-year journey for me. I grew up kind of liking math and then went to college at Utah State, was studying math major started, and then it started going abstract math a little bit. I like more practical. So I ended up graduating in accounting, thinking I would kind of pursue a corporate finance accounting role, kind of manager role. So after I graduated from Utah State in 2002, I went to, uh, attended the, Utah, the University of Utah for my MBA, where I graduated in accounting and finance in 2003, and then started, moved the family from Utah to Boise, Idaho, and uh, started working at KPMG, as uh, where I ended up making my grandfather proud. He's and became a CPA. <laughs> I'm the only grandchild who actually received their CPA, anyways. And, anyways, I, I transitioned. Work was really hard at KPMG, a lot of hours demanding. So I transitioned to Albertsons and then Treasury Department. So I was really kind of focusing on corporate finance, corporate accounting, which I enjoyed, but I just found that the work wasn't as meaningful as I had hoped for. And so I ended up kind of doing some research on my own, you know, kind of like all of us, maybe we're, we're just trying to figure things out and ended up finding there's this, this career, this path in personal financial planning. And I found as I read about it, the more I just got more excited about it. So I, I was at that time, I was actually planning on just kind of maybe becoming an advisor, going to a firm and, and starting to practice. But I, I spoke with my father, who's one of my great mentors, and he was in academia and, and he said, you know, you've always liked to learn, Hiram. So have you ever thought about going to back to school to get a PhD and become a professor? And the more I thought about it, I decided that was kind of the route for me. So that's what I did. And, but in preparation, I ended up getting the, passing the CFP exam and getting that and then somehow our, my wife was willing to move with me to Boise, I don't know, to Buddy Holly country down in Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> where we, uh, where I, I studied for a few years, really enjoyed my experience there and graduated and uh, moved in 2007, ended up graduating in 2009 and moved. My first job was to become a Hokie at Virginia Tech and where I taught personal financial planning and for about four years. And then a professor, a friend of mine in back in Utah and Orem had just started a personal financial planning program at Utah Valley University um, where uh, he convinced me to come back. Yeah. And let me guess you moved the family again. I did. Yes. Good. <laughs> good clarifying point. Yes. The, you could tell I have a wonderful wife who's willing to, she's uh, anyways. And we, you know, we had never thought about moving back to Utah, but the opportunity was great. So so we did that. And so I was back and I was teaching, you know, several different courses, helping this program and doing that. But I had a family and friends who would approach me and they knew that I had uh, experience in personal financial planning. They'd say, hey, what do you think about my plan, my investments, my and as I would look at it, sometimes I realized it wasn't maybe what was being done wasn't maybe always in their best interests. And I started I said, well, I can do this. I know I, this is what I teach. This is 
So then I started researching on the side and so forth. And as part of researching, how could I start something on the side? I, I met a, a individual by the name of Denise Smith, who was a certified financial planner, NCPA, had her solo practice, had a lot of respect for her. And I just met, I wanted to meet her just to find out more about how she how she manages her practice, how she helps clients. And then when we first met, she at one point said, would you like to buy my practice? And at the time I was full-time faculty at UVU. And I, and I, I politely said, well, thank you, but, but no. And then I went home and talked to my wife about it. And she's like, you know, Hiram, you, you really should think about this. So over a month or two, I thought a lot about it and decided to make the leap kind of a career change, same industry, but career change into Mm -hmm. actually working full-time advising people. So I'm grateful for my wife for that, who knows me a lot better maybe than I know myself sometimes. So anyways, in 2015, bought financial planning office and then and then eventually ended up merging to with Blue Martin Wealth. That's that's fantastic career. I mean, here you are, you you taught it and now you do it. So you, yeah. you and teaching yeah. it, you know all the latest developments. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good point. And actually, it's kind of really fun and rewarding for me. My wife keeps asking, are you going to keep teaching at UVU? And I still am. I teach tax and retirement. I took a reduced role. But I just I love taking what I'm learning in practice and helping people on a day to day basis. But also I get to teach that to the next generation and help bring practical examples and, and help them. Well, who what kind of client do you like working with the best? Who do you, who do you really want to work with? Yeah, really, I, I want to work with anyone who's, who's motivated, has a desire to improve their finances, but also somebody that's willing to trust and outsource. Sometimes I'll meet with individuals who are interested in our services, but they really kind of want to, they don't really kind of want to let go and let somebody kind of help. But I, you know, somebody who's willing to trust, but really has a desire to improve and is looking for uh, meaning beyond just their investments. And that's part of our mission here at Blue Barn Wealth is to help purpose-inspired people live a more simple, intentional, meaningful life. Well, what exactly do you do for your clients? Yeah, you know, it's really, the way I look at it, I'm kind of like, a, I, for better or for worse, an orchestra. My wife plays the violin. Um, and so she's helped me appreciate music a lot more. But I view my role kind of as orchestra. Every client, every has a unique situation. They've got, they've got maybe some investments, different types of accounts. They've got, maybe they're trying to save for retirement. They have children maybe going to, or others are trying to support for education or, you know, insurance. And they have all these things they have to try and, uh, and it, uh, you know, manage and it can get complicated. And I view my role as an orchestra is to kind of bring that all together, make a holistic financial plan that's customized to each client to help them feel confident and secure in, in the direction where they're going. All right. Do you enjoy working with individual clients, creating customized financial plans for each one? I do. I love it. Actually, you know, in accounting, I learned a lot previously in my career, but one thing that kind of got pretty, it became mundane every month, repeating kind of the same task or maybe some slight alter altercations. But what I love is each person is so unique and different. They have different behavioral backgrounds. They have their experiences in life, how they feel about money, different types of assets. And I view it, it's kind of like a puzzle. So it's very you know, stimulating for me intellectually to be able to take these pieces, put it together and kind of try and come up with a unique plan that, uh, that and then see the satisfaction that, uh, and that individuals 
receive. And when they look and they say, oh, you know what? I'm actually on track. You know, I actually can accomplish these things. I can, and maybe I can even do more than I thought and help them accomplish their dreams and the things they care most, most about. Do you find you have to do a lot of education with your clients? Yeah, I do. You know, we all, we all are educating ourselves every day. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of time to educate myself over the years. And I feel like my father kind of taught me that it's important to share what you have. And so I love in meetings. That's one of the things I love is instead of just telling clients what to do, I maybe sometimes I fault in the sense of maybe over-educating sometimes, but I do like to explain things. So so they can understand as best as possible kind of what we're doing. Yeah, I, I find a lot of advisors say they explain, but they don't seem to put it into everyday words that the clients really understand. Yeah, and, and that's true. Trying It's sometimes using words that uh, that they're not familiar with. And so one thing I, I do like to do, I'm a big, I think most people are visual learners. And so it's not uncommon for me in a meeting to maybe pull out a piece of paper and just start to, to draw and show, for example, like a, what is a Roth IRA conversion and helping explain what that is and walking through the steps to kind of help, help individuals and clients understand that. Because I do, I want to empower them to, uh, you know, make those decisions. I, you know, a lot of times they look to us for recommendations, but I want them to feel like they're part of that process. Okay. Who's on your team, Hiram? I mean, who works with you? Yeah. Enjoy working with Jeff Brimhall and Benjamin Cummings as partners. Jeff is, he's also a great advisor. He kind of chairs our investments, our marketing efforts, uh, as well as one thing I appreciate about Jeff is he's a great listener. Benjamin, uh, I've, I've, I've known for several years back to the days in Lubbock, Texas, where as a partner, that's where I, but, and we partnered up later on. He's a great advisor as well. He's very genuine, cares for his clients. He also heads up our compliance and marketing efforts as well. And then, you know, and we've got some great, you know, great associates here, associate advisors. These are very capable individuals, Derek, Taylor, and Justin. We work together in teams at the firm. So while every client has a lead advisor, we, we also have associate advisor assigned to every client where we work together collaboratively to kind of to meet those clients' needs and so forth. And we just recently hired uh, Haley Mather, a client service associate. She's great attitude. She's going to be awesome. And we're looking forward to her, her main role will be helping improve the client servicing experience. Well, you've kind of hinted at this, but I'd, I'd like you to talk about your business philosophy. You know, I, I find myself at times when we're, I'm working and there's, there, you know, in, in the business model we have, we're not a commission firm. So we don't have maybe as many conflicts of interest, but sometimes there could be, we're paid on a percentage of the assets that we manage. And so there can be conflicts at times. So I, I ask myself this, I do, like, what would I do in this situation if this was my assets? So, I, so my business philosophy is really do what is best for the clients, regardless of the consequences. So if they want to take money out, for example, to pay off a mortgage, and that's going to result in less revenue, but that's in the best interest for them, then I believe it's good business practice to do that. Do what's best. And I believe maybe it's good karma or whatever. Those things come back. And I think it's been helpful. And, and clients have I've been very appreciative of referrals and so forth that have come back, I think, as they felt that. And then, you know, investments is a 
can be a complicated thing. And, but again, everyone is so unique and different. So the way I like to approach things is build a, a customized diversified portfolio, but, but it's tailored to each client's individual situation. So one thing when I sit down with a client in, or someone for the first time is what are your cash flow needs over the next five years? And then we'll typically invest in kind of short-term bonds that are higher in quality to meet those cash flow needs so that if markets do go down like they are now, then, then, you know, they can feel confident that they've got those, the draws, what they need over these next five years and allowing that, that growth side of the portfolio, that the, the riskier side to kind of grow over time. But, and then everyone's so different, unique. And so we really want to understand before we even invest cash flow needs is also how they feel about risk. You know, someone may feel, be more willing to take on risk and some less. And so we, we really do try and first understand our clients before we, we recommend a plan. All right, let's get out of the office. I noticed okay. behind you, it looks like you've got a picture of your family. Yes, it's, it's a little small, but uh, yes, it's back there. <laughs> okay. Yes. You've got the family picture there. So let me guess, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Hmm, uh, is the family involved? Yes, they are. That's, uh, you know, life is really busy for all of us. And, you know, so I do, uh, you know, I've got two daughters, one who will be graduating next year from college, another one who, who's, uh, who's currently actually serving a, a mission right now. And then three, three, three sons who are busy and driving my wife crazy, but they're wonderful and they're teenagers. And so, yeah, love to spend time with my wife. We love to travel. We don't do it as much as maybe we'd like, but we do travel, love to travel, watch music plays together, love to spend, you know, a bike ride and just kind of talk some time for my children. They get me out every year out of hibernation to, uh, to go run a half marathon is kind of what I've been doing the last, you know, kind of six years. And so, uh, I do that and just throwing the Frisbee and uh, uh, kind of my, what I enjoy doing is what my, my children enjoy doing just so I can spend time with them, whether it's baseball, watching a Yankees game, going on hikes or Yankees, or, wait, a minute, wait a minute, you're in Utah, Yankees. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. like probably the only Yankee fan in Utah. No, and, and I'm thinking you didn't, you didn't end up in New York at any time in all your travels. No, we didn't. And that, that actually, it came from my father. So I collected baseball cards when I was younger oh. and for our birthday, he would give us baseball cards and he gave me, so I still have this day, a Mickey Mantle and a Yogi Berra baseball card. And I started following the Yankees in the eighties. I could say I'm not a fair weather fan because I followed them in the eighties when there was Don Maddenly and they weren't as, mm -hmm. as maybe popular. And so I just, I've grown to love them and I've been able to successfully brainwash my sons to also become <laughs> a Yankees fan. So well, you must be riding high right now. Yeah, we are. Really we well. are. We just got back from New York and took them and my son was able to catch a home run ball. So it was, awesome. it was quite, yeah, it was, awesome. it was a great experience. So, well, what is your idea of success? Going to take this a step further. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for each of us is, you know, as, as sometimes we'll, it's easy for us to put on a facade in one scenario or another, whether it's, we're talking to somebody at work or, or at home. And my goal, and I think somebody who's successful is somebody who is a genuine good person um, consistently wherever they're at. If it's at work, the way they treat their employees and others, or if it's at home, their, their family situation or the relationships or it kind of wherever they go, that they're the same genuine person. Then what is your proudest achievement? And I know you're going to say the kids, but aside from the kids. 
Yes. Well, you know, I, I would have to trump that just a little. My my proudest achievement is is you know somehow persuading my wife to uh, marry me. So she's an incredible person, and it is maybe a much better person. i you know, and I was able to do it before I I lost my hair, which which was a good thing, and. But also my children, yes, seeing them, you know, our goal, my wife is to help raise them to be better individuals and to contribute more in society than we did. So, well, do you have a a motto or a mantra, something you say to yourself to stay focused and on track? Yeah, I uh, find myself asking a couple of years ago, my father passed away and he was one of my key mentors in my life. I mentioned earlier how he was very influential in actually getting me in this career, he was a kind of a law professor. He was very intellectual, but he cared deeply about individuals as well. My mother was probably the one of the kindest persons that you could meet. So I find myself asking the question, what would my father and mother do? And that helps me stay on track and target, whether it's in my relationships at work or with clients or at home. That is an awesome thought. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, in fact, I've got an example. So I was, my father was a, a teacher, right? And so we, uh, he taught at various universities. We moved several times growing up, but I've got a photo after he passed away. I've got a picture of him teaching his students had taken, he was standing on, on front of a, a, a table in the front of the room, teaching the <laughs> class and all the students had written really thoughtful notes to him, kind of thanking him for his teaching and it was one day, it was this last fall, um, I had just come from work at the practice and then was teaching and it was kind of a, a, a tire, I was a little tired, a little fatigued. And I remember between that, like a 10 minute break between classes. And I remember just sitting down and just thinking, you know, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I, I kind of want to go to this class. I felt a little, a little overwhelmed, a little tired. And then I looked back and I saw the, saw the, the picture of my father standing on the desk teaching and, you know, could almost hear him say, hey, Harm, you've got this, you can do this. And that was that was very encouraging to me. That's awesome. Really. All right, Hiram, you've got the attention of a lot of people on this podcast. Who do you really hope will listen? Yeah, I really, you know, I really hope everyone really we want to help as many people as possible live a simple, intentional and meaningful life. We realize finances are complicated. They're not easy. But we feel like we've got the experience and the credentials and the team here to help meet those needs. And, and we hope everyone, we hope this, you know, whether someone becomes a client or not, we hope it can provide a little bit more meaning, help, help whether it's fine, helping them financially or just overall in their relationships or health or life in general. So really, hopefully everyone. All right. And how can listeners reach you? Yeah, they our websites, bluebarnwealth.com. You can go there and there's there's contact information. You know, my email address is Hiram, H-Y-R-U-M, as in Mary, at bluebarnwealth.com. All right. Listeners, follow this podcast. Make sure you know when a new episode is ready for you. And don't be greedy. Share with others. Thank you for listening to Your Path to Real Wealth from Blue Barn Wealth. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and any guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Blue Barn Wealth. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for personalized investment advice. 
because everyone's situation is unique, always seek the advice of a qualified financial professional with any questions you may have.